Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalms 85 and 86. Lord, thou art become gracious unto thy land. Thou hast turned away the captivity of Jacob. Thou hast forgiven the offense of thy people and covered all their sins. Thou hast taken away all thy displeasure and turned thyself from thy wrathful indignation. Turn us then, O God our Savior, and let thine anger cease from us. Wilt thou be displeased at us forever, and wilt thou stretch out thy wrath from one generation to another? Wilt thou not turn again and quicken us, that thy people may rejoice in thee? Show us thy mercy, O Lord, and grant us thy salvation. I will hearken what the Lord God will say, for he shall speak peace unto his people and to his saints, that they turn not again unto foolishness. For his salvation is nigh them that fear him, and that glory may dwell in our land. Mercy and truth are met together, righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Truth shall flourish out of the earth, and righteousness hath looked down from heaven. Yea, the Lord shall show loving kindness, and our land shall give her increase. Righteousness shall go before him, and shall direct his going in the way. Psalm 86 Bow down thine ear, O Lord, and hear me, for I am poor and in misery. Preserve my soul, for I am holy. My God, save thy servant that putteth his trust in thee. Be merciful unto me, O Lord, for I will call daily upon thee. Comfort the soul of thy servant, for unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. 
For thou, Lord, art good and gracious, and of great mercy unto all them that call upon thee. Give ear, Lord, unto my prayer, and ponder the voice of my humble desires. In the time of my trouble I will call upon thee, for thou hearest me. Among the gods there is none like unto thee, O Lord. There is not one that can do as thou doest. All nations whom thou hast made shall come and worship thee, O Lord, and shall glorify thy name. For thou art great, and doest wondrous things. Thou art God alone. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and I will walk in thy truth. O knit my heart unto thee, that I may fear thy name. I will thank thee, O Lord my God, with all my heart, and will praise thy name forevermore. For great is thy mercy toward me, and thou hast delivered my soul from the nethermost hell. O God, the proud are risen against me, and the congregations of violent men have sought after my soul, and have not set thee before their eyes. But thou, O Lord God, art full of compassion and mercy, long-suffering, plenteous in goodness and truth. O turn thee then unto me, and have mercy upon me. Give thy strength unto thy servant, and help the son of thine handmaid. Show some token upon me for good, that they who hate me may see it and be ashamed, because thou, Lord, hast opened me and comforted me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 24th chapter of the book of Job. Since times are not hidden from the Almighty, why do those who know him see not his days? Some remove landmarks, they seize flocks violently and feed on them. They drive away the donkey of the fatherless. They take the widow's ox as a pledge. They push the needy off the road. All the poor of the land are forced to hide. Indeed, like wild donkeys in the desert, they go out to their work, searching for food. The wilderness yields food for them and for their children. They gather their fodder in the field and glean in the vineyard of the wicked. They spend the night naked without clothing and have no covering in the cold. They are wet with the showers of the mountains and huddle around the rock for want of shelter. Some snatch the fatherless from the breast and take a pledge from the poor. They cause the poor to go naked without clothing and they take away the sheaves from the hungry. They press out oil within their walls and tread wine presses yet suffer thirst. The dying groan in the city and the souls of the wounded cry out. Yet God does not charge them with wrong. There are those who rebel against the light. They do not know its ways, nor abide in its paths. The murderer rises with the light. He kills the poor and needy, and in the night he is like a thief. The eye of the adulterer waits for the twilight, saying, No eye will see me, and he disguises his face. In the dark they break into houses, which they marked for themselves in the daytime. They do not know the light, for the morning is the same to them as the shadow of death. If someone recognizes them, they are in the terrors of the shadow of death. They should be swift on the face of the waters. Their portion should be cursed in the earth, so that no one would turn into the way of their vineyards. As drought and heat consume the snow waters, so the grave consumes those who have sinned. The womb should forget him. The worm should feed sweetly on him. He should be remembered no more, and wickedness should be broken like a tree. For he preys on the barren who do not bear, and does no good for the widow. But God draws the mighty away from with his power. He rises up, but no man is sure of his life. He gives them security, and they rely on it. Yet his eyes are on their ways. They are exalted for a little while, then they are gone. They are brought low. They are taken out of the way like all others. They dry out like the heads of grain. 
Now, if it is not so, who will prove me a liar and make my speech worth nothing? Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath holpen his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 21st verse of the 15th chapter of the Gospel of St. Matthew. Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. And Jesus departed from there, skirted the Sea of Galilee, and went up on the mountain and sat down there. Then great multitudes came to him, having with them the lame, blind, mute, maimed, and many others, and they laid them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. So the multitudes marveled when they saw the mute speaking, the maimed made whole, the lame walking, and the blind seeing, and they glorified the God of Israel. Now Jesus called his disciples to himself and said, I have compassion on the multitude, because they have now continued with me three days and have nothing to eat, and I do not want to send them away hungry, lest they faint on the way. Then his disciples said to him, Where could we get enough bread in the wilderness to fill such a multitude? Jesus said to them, How many loaves do you have? And they said, Seven, and a few little fish. So he commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground, and he took the seven loaves and the fish and gave thanks, broke them, and gave them to his disciples, and the disciples gave to the multitude. So they all ate and were filled, and they took up seven large baskets full of the fragments that were left. Now those who ate were four thousand men besides women and children. And he sent away the multitude, got into the boat, and came to the region of Magdala. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, <clears throat> and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, 
suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Lord, we beseech thee, grant thy people grace to withstand the temptations of the world, the flesh, and the devil, and with pure hearts and minds to follow thee, the only God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, all. We'll have notes about our readings for tonight. Um, Psalm 85 um, begins this uh, with this you know, sort of notoriously difficult language construction, uh, this kind of verb construction. And as like a grammar nerd, I always kind of gravitate towards these sorts of things. Um, and in this one, um, it's it's a great example of what, what is known as like kind of the, the time fluidity of, of Hebrew verbs. Um, and so while in English, we try as best we can to kind of keep up with it, we have to understand that ancient liturgical Hebrew has a kind of verb, uh, verb cases or, or verb conjugations that can express something that has already happened and yet we're asking to have happen again in one kind of like in verb formation. So that's kind of what's happening here. And although, um, and this is very common, a kind of common perspective that's uh, represented throughout the um, throughout the um, the Old Testament, really, uh, you have this idea of looking back in order to look forward. You have this idea of looking back and that thing that happened becomes present again to you and becomes the basis on which you make an appeal for something to happen in the future. Uh, and that is the, that is a common shape of prayer um, that takes. And, and very similar to how we pray in continuity with that tradition, our collect um, sort of reflect that often where we'll say, oh God, you have done this thing in the past. We ask therefore that you would do this thing in the future. And we, we sort of lean in faith upon that which God has already revealed of himself in order to um, pray um, in his will for the thing uh, that we would like to see happen to petition him. Uh, and so in this in this um, thing, we're looking at um, the why, the reason I draw attention to it is because the thing that is being talked about here is um, is what connects us to our first lesson in Job 24. Um, the the phrase there of, about the restoration of um, of Israel, the, 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 the restoration of, of Judah is um, 
is particularly this thing that says you have already done this thing and yet we're still in a few verses later are going to pray for this thing to continue to happen for the, the, the people to be turned back again and to be restored again as though it has not happened yet and so there's this um, kind of question of when is this happening? And the answer is probably yes um, to whatever whatever answer we're saying, whether it's already happened or is going to happen. Um, and so as we go into Job, that's exactly what we're looking at here is that God in his eternal counsel that we saw a glimpse of in the first chapter of this book um, is uh, has already sort of settled the matter of Job. And yet we are seeing how that is actually worked out in the perplexities of life as Job sort of narrates these perplexities in dialogue with his friends or sort of his friends with quotation marks, uh, you have this conversation unfold about how God's eternal counsel and his purposes are worked out in the um, in the, the span of human life within a span of a of a human life of a particular age um, and and how that seems sometimes not to quite give us a full neat picture of God's eternal purposes as he speaks of them. Um, as we see that, in the, we don't see that in the kind of linear story that unfolds in our life from beginning to middle to end. And this is what Job's perplexity surrounds is that, you know, gosh, you know, what is happening to me? But then also, you know, as I meditate deeply on this confusing set of circumstances that have befallen my life, I realize that really everything, there's a lot of this happening. This happens beyond me in the cosmos as well, that there are others who suffer injustices, both openly and in secret. Um, and and God does not immediately strike dead the people that do this. Um, that would be a clean, neat logic. And so there must there so there is some reason that for which God preserves the life of those people um, and and sort of has this tense. There's this tense relationship we have to God has declared that death follows these sorts of these ways of life. These ways lead to destruction, and yet they're not. They don't seem to be destroyed. And maybe I die before I see what happens to these people, and so I don't get to see it. And so it's remarking on the kind of the the, the burden of that perplexity, um, and then we see that kind of play out in the in the in a kind of response um, uh, in the in the gospel lesson tonight from Saint Matthew. You have Jesus's encounter with the Canaanite woman, um, who uh, sort of occupies this Job-like uh, position where she is, um, you know, desperate for help um, for her child, uh, and and encounters a, what seems to be an indifferent Jesus. And this is one of the troubling passages of the Gospels where Jesus goes through this motion of ignoring this woman and kind of saying, this isn't for you. Uh, I'm not here for you. Uh, go along now. And even his disciples start to kind of, kind of, you know, take the wrong kind of lead from this and try and get her to kind of shoo away um, because she's, she's sort of bugging them. And this is, this is again, yeah, un unfolding this kind of drama that we see unfolded in every age and that we see, uh, you know, characteristic of Job. And then also this, this moment of prayer we see in the psalmist that you know you know we're at this we're at moments at the same time where we know god has acted powerfully in the past we know that he has the power to do something and we petition for something to happen in the present and yet we're not sure you know and yet sometimes it seems like he's not listening and so like the canaanite woman we see this this image of great faith that jesus himself commends overtly because you know she persists and ultimately that's what vindicates Job is that he persists through the perplexity um, to await the answer of God, even though he is very honest and, and verbal about the fact that God seems to be taking a long time. And there's really, there's, there's no sin in that to, to say, gosh, it's taking a long time and that waiting and that, that deferral seems, it really hurts. It hurts to bear the burden of that, what seems to be um, divine indifference. And yet in the, in the image of Christ, we see that God is never indifferent 
to his people. And like, as we see in Psalm 86, God always answers. God always turns and becomes the one that we, again, freely, after we have endured perplexity, becomes the one again that we can lift up our life to and our soul to again, to whom we can offer the breath of our words and whom we know will receive those things such that they're not lost to the ether. They are received by the, by, the, by God himself. And so it's a sign, it's a sign, a reminder for all of us to persist um, and to endure even what seems to be a great indifference, even after long, long times. Um, and even though that's incredibly burdensome, we have to, it's, it's for us to remember this evening that God never turns a deaf ear to his people and, and always in due time turns again um, favor toward them and blesses them. Continuing with our intercession. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands that they may punish wickedness and vice and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. O most loving Father, who willest us to give thanks for all things, to dread nothing but the loss of thee, and to cast all our care on thee who carest for us. Preserve us from faithless fears and worldly anxieties, and grant that no clouds of this mortal life may hide from us the light of that love which is immortal, and which thou hast manifested unto us in thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for joining in tonight, and thanks to Aaliyah, my intrepid co-leader. Hope you have a wonderful evening. Thank you. Thank you, Father Hayden. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Have you a good so night. Hello. Have a good Happy Friday night, everyone. <laughs> oh. <laughs>